Rekex is back. My name is Dan Hoff Rodriguez and I am the founder of CX Square Talent Solutions, The Brum Muse, and of course, Rekex, a podcast that talks about all things talent, employability, and the underlying issues within the digital skills gap in the tech industry in Birmingham and the West Midlands. In this series, we are going to be speaking to a number of digital skills solution providers across the city and region who are doing great things to help career changes and young people get into tech. The digital skills gap is a hot topic at the moment, and whilst I'm a massive advocate of it, I don't believe we're doing enough to support the great work that these solution providers are all doing. We are going to be speaking to some fascinating and extremely passionate people who are helping to bridge the digital skills gap in the technology scene. And I'm here to help support, listen and promote the work they are doing in order to help them find employers, future cohorts and get their name out there. And more importantly, the recognition that they deserve. So it's time. Let's go. In this episode of RecX Meets Digital Skills Solutions Providers, I meet with the Prince's Trust. The Prince's Trust have been a real key partner of mine since I set up this organisation. And that's largely down to the fact that they were there to support one of my first talks I gave. um, And it's just gone on from there. And and I was really excited to to be able to share the work that these guys are doing. Um, In particular, I had an idea of what I believe the Prince's Trust does. But in reality they do so much more Um, they are really working well to support young people that perhaps aren't going through the traditional routes um, and perhaps don't like school or get on with school as much as they might want to Um, they delve into the great initiatives that they're working with the pastoral care that they're offering uh, their young people um, and the support they need from you um, and the the wider community both from an employment perspective but also from a volunteering perspective i hope you enjoy this episode as i really enjoyed speaking to rose and dowie so let's go Um, welcome to recx i've got uh dowie and rose from the princess trust with me uh today uh, welcome, guys. Hey, Dan. Uh, well, thank you, Dan. Hi, thanks for the invite and delighted uh, that we can be here this afternoon, actually, talking to you uh, and doing this podcast, uh, yeah, which yeah. is uh, very exciting for us. So thank you. I know how busy you guys are, so I appreciate you taking the time out to, uh, to obviously speak with us today. Um, as I always start, um, we always start with an introduction. So after you, Dowie, do you want to start? Yeah, thanks, Dan. So Dewey. Uh, I've been in the Trust for 12 years, uh, Deputy Director for the Central England which, uh, region, which is more or less sort of Middle England uh, and uh, cover all of the Midlands uh, and, um, and responsible for the delivery of a range of programmes for our young people across the Midlands um, and the East Midlands and East of England, uh, ranging from anything that, that helps them uh, to get a job get into employability, improving their, their confidence and their skills, uh, to actually helping them start a business as well. So we have an awful lot of young people that come to us uh, wanting to start up their own enterprise. So a range of programmes, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about those uh, during this podcast. And uh, Rose? Yeah, so I'm um, Rose. I'm one of uh, five operations managers uh, based in Birmingham. 
Um, I oversee the enterprise delivery in Birmingham, our uh, Birmingham volunteers and our digital programmes across uh, Birmingham, Coventry and the Black Country. Brilliant. Now, before we get into, into the specifics, guys, what I really want to, to just nail on the head is, can you give us uh, a rounded definition of the Prince's Trust? Because I had a, uh, an idea of what I thought the Prince's Trust was. And I think in reality, the Prince's Trust does a, lo a lot more, far more than I think most people actually are aware of. Yeah, Dan. Um, I, I... Uh, for sure, uh, we're a charity that absolutely helps young people uh, to improve their confidence uh, and give them opportunities to build careers, uh, whether that's by putting them on courses or sessions. Uh, but we're here to help and support young people aged from 11 up to 30. So we do an awful lot of work in education, working with a lot of schools, uh, with young people that... Um, that may not uh, uh, be on the right track at school, may not like school too much. So we offer sort of alternative provision and get them back into the educational workplace. Uh, and then a lot of personal development programs for, for the young teenagers uh, and early 20s up to 25, uh, very much around building skills for the future. So essentially we're, we're there to help young people, what we call live, learn and earn. Uh, so, so get a job, uh, and retain that job and then uh, get um, uh, secure income and help them and their families along the way. So, so depending on where a young person is uh, at, at any point in their life, whatever they're struggling with, uh, up to the age of 30, uh, we've got a solution for them and we'll help them with some individual one-to-one -one sessions, uh, maybe with some mentoring as well. So we're heavily dependent on a, a large network of volunteers and supporters. Um, to help move those uh, young people and progress them into, into whatever outcome they want, uh, whether it is back into education, training, volunteering, uh, or, or uh, self-employment and start their own business. And, and how does the first step start? So if, if I'm assuming someone's not having the best of times at school, it isn't, you know, for whatever reason, we don't need to go into those, but how are they getting in contact with you? Is it the school's duty? Is it the yeah. How is that yeah. It, it's a good question, Dan. We're, we're reliant on a large network of providers or sort of referral sources. Many of the young people find us um, through word of mouth, so through friends that have come to us for help and support. Uh, we do have a network uh, online uh, where people can get to us through social media channels, uh, but we have the regular um, youth clubs, uh, the job centres, uh, police, fire service, uh, all those sort of public sector providers know where we are. You, a lot of youth leaders, faith leaders um, uh, all sort of know where we are. Uh, and then we've got a website as well, actually. Um, uh, I'd like to point out the website is brilliant and there is um, the facility for any young person to do live chat uh, between from nine till nine, uh, seven days a week. Uh, so if you go to uh, uh, princesstrust.org.uk, uh, you can do live chat with, with any member of our team um, at any point during those hours. So it's, um, uh, we're always dependent as well on, uh, on referrals from family and friends. So we get a lot of parents that come to us uh, saying that they think that their child or a family member is in need of a bit of help. Can we talk to them? So we get a lot of mums and dads on, on the phone to us. 
uh, and that's always good, you know, and we'll pick up the phone and try and speak with, with uh, the young person and encourage them to, to make contact with us, uh, either face-to-face uh, or virtually. Um, it's something that we have done very quickly over the last few weeks is, is adapt our delivery and how we reach out to young people from the, what was the traditional face-to-face meetings. And, and we're now very much in this um, virtual world uh, and, and delivering our sessions online uh, in a five days a week, talking to them seven days a week uh, and meeting those needs uh, through, through, through screens and phones, laptops, etc. And another piece of really exciting work that we're getting involved with at the moment is helping out uh, in this COVID-19 crisis with a lot of programmes with the National Health Service uh, and health and social care particularly. Uh, so we're doing some brilliant programmes uh, with NHS partners uh, and uh, uh, with care homes where we're actually getting a lot of young people, uh, some volunteering opportunities and employment opportunities. And we've got a range of programmes coming up uh, in this sector. Uh, and I'd encourage uh, any young people that want to help out uh, in this particular area at this time uh, and over the coming years, we see this as a really big growth area uh, and plenty of employment opportunities for young people. Um, so, we're, so we do, as I say, we've got some fantastic programmes coming along and, and we've had some brilliant results already uh, working with NHS across the Midlands uh, and having some volunteers ready for the Nightingale uh, Hospital as well. Uh, it's a really exciting piece of work for us. Yeah, very nice. And Rose, do you want to elaborate in terms of your role and, and, and how that obviously looks um, in, in a little bit more detail? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, in terms of the, the adjustments to our ways of working, um, as I mentioned, I do oversee our enterprise delivery in Birmingham. So I'll start off with that first of all and how, how we've been adapting that. Um, so we've got a team of, of Prince's trusted execs who deliver enterprise uh, traditionally face-to-face. Um, we've got quickly got a working group together across the region to adapt our materials and look at how we can deliver that virtually. Um, and we've been really successful in getting that online very, very quickly and had a great response from the young people. So we're using our MS Teams channel to deliver those sessions to young people. Um, this week, in fact, in Birmingham, we've had 15 young people attend an online session, which is a fantastic turnout. Um, and we're, we're really, really uh, pleased with that. Um, and working with our colleagues across the region to, to open up support to, to young people across the areas. So um, young people from Birmingham can jump on, on any of our sessions and, and get the support. So regular programmes, we're looking at doing one programme um, every week um, for the next couple of months to make sure that we've, we've got the, the support for those young people. Uh, we have seen that a lot of our inquiries that have been coming through are actually for the Enterprise programme. So there has been um, a continued interest in Enterprise, which is really great to see um, that, that young people are, are looking at this as a self-employment as a viable option um, in the current climate. So um, really, really positive and a massive area of focus for us across the the whole trust really yeah so obviously you guys know why i um obviously set this podcast up it's it's to give great digital skills solution providers like yourselves a platform to go and sh- shout about what you guys are doing and and, and what that is is, is in, in what it entails what does the digital skills gap mean to you and and, and what does it look like 
Um, well, for us, you know, we've been working at, at, at creating really um, a delivery model that, that kind of really harnesses the untapped talent of young people across Birmingham and, and the West Midlands. Um, so we really want to create essentially a pipeline of talent um, of, of, of work-ready work young people um, to help tackle the skills, digital skills gap across the region. So, you know, really looking at doing that through both um, technical support, so, so courses, providing that technical knowledge and training for the young people, um, but also around the soft skills development and um, employability support of um, those young people. So, as, as an organisation, we've really been working at tapping into the expertise of our corporate um, partners um, and partnerships, and um, and you know, get, gaining their expertise and knowledge on how best to to deliver that. Um, and we've got three main strands to our digital delivery um, at the Prince's Trust. So the one strand is our Get Into Technology program. And that's a programme that we're delivering in collaboration with Generation, um, who are working alongside Amazon Web Services. And that is essentially delivering a 12-week programme around cloud computing. So that programme was uh, due to start in March. We've actually been working with Generation to, to get that content adapted for virtual delivery. So they've been really responsive, working with Amazon Web Services to, to get that in, into place. So we're, we're working towards getting that programme online um, in the coming um, uh, few weeks. Um, and we've got a cohort of 25 young people that are still engaging with us and, and you know, being patient with us during this time. And we've been working on engagement plans to, to keep them engaged and keep supporting them in the run up to, to the virtual delivery um, of that programme. It's, it's a really fantastic programme um, where they become cloud practitioners at the end. It's delivered by Amazon Web Services trainers uh, with the support of Prince's Trust staff to really be on hand to give the pastoral support to those young people and, and the employability support alongside it as well. Um, and at the end of that programme, um, you know, generation are lining up um, live opportunities for those young people to apply apply for jobs um, using the, the skills that they've learned during the the 12 week program so a really fantastic offer and we're really excited to get that yeah. off the ground um, in, in a couple of weeks time um, our second strand is the google it support certificate so this is an online program which can be accessed through the Coursera platform and it's really a course to help young people get into entry level IT support roles um, and it's, it's predominantly online learning but we will be putting alongside the online learning a, a number of sessions which will be led by both Prince's Trust staff and volunteers um, to, to help and keep them engaged and motivated throughout throughout the course. It can take on average between four to eight months to complete. So it's, it's um, a really in-depth course with some fantastic, um, uh, really useful um, topics um, such as um, computer language, they've got um, operating systems, networking, cybersecurity, um, uh, memory management, etc. So all the key kind of areas they need to go into those entry level roles. Um, and those sessions that we'll be putting alongside the, the online learning to support young people are things like labs. 
So get, we've got some volunteers with some great technical IT knowledge. So they'll be doing labs with the young people to answer any of the technical questions they've got around content. We're doing Q&A sessions, um, unemployability sessions. So helping to kind of decipher the, the job application. What does it really mean? What, what do they actually want? Um, and helping build the young people's confidence to actually apply for some of these jobs um, as well, which I think is really key. Uh, looking at their CVs, applications and um, interview techniques. So doing um, practice um, interviews with the young people. And we have engaged with some um, local IT professionals that have come in and done um, inspirational talk to those young people so what it's like to work in the IT industry and we're also working with our corporate volunteers team to get some of our corporate partners involved in that so you know what are the the those people hiring an organizations looking for um, and, and the day in the life of a, of a web developer for example and, and just to really bring the whole course to life um, so that program we're launching at the end of May. So we're looking for 20 young people to um, come onto that program. They can be based anywhere, um, Birmingham, Black Country, Coventry. Um, so, so really keen. We've got, we've got some young people ready and, and excited about the program already. Um, but, but, you know, happy to hear, you know, have, continue to receive referrals for, for that program as well. Yeah. And then the final strand is um, PT Upskill. Um, so this is where we start off with a get started with digital skills program, which is a short five day engagement program, which is delivered by um, a delivery partner called Wavemaker, who based in Stoke. Um, and we have delivered programs with them before in center, really engaging programs, some really exciting topics they cover coding, Raspberry Pi, 3D design and printing, website creation and AR and, and VR as well. Um, and really, really fantastic delivery partners. So we're currently working with them to try and get that uh, delivered virtually. Um, and, and so that, you know, really hoping to get that off the ground um, from, from June. So following that programme, um, young people identify the kind of core areas that they wish to explore um, from that course. Um, and then, they would um, be able to access some contents and courses on FutureLearn, which have been created by Accenture. Um, so we've, we've got admin login for that. So we'll be tracking the, the, the progress of the young people through um, FutureLearn. So they've got some great courses which really bring all of these, these um, technical areas to the workplace. So it's how does it relate to the actual workplace? So things like digital marketing, mobile design, social media, web an analytics um, are a few. Um, and across all of these programs, our staff will be working with young people to create action plans, what they want to achieve, um, and supporting them with the soft skill development, employability skills, and um, the next steps. And then following any one of these programs, we'll be offering the young people the opportunity to have a, a mentor for three months. And that's to ensure, that, you know, to support them with that transition really. So whether it's into employment, further education or training, just to help them with that move in, into that next step and help them to actually sustain that outcome. Well, really, really insightful um, initiatives there. One question I had for you, obviously I know that the, the generation piece that you guys were partnering with, uh, with them was meant to launch just as we, obviously we, lockdown got announced. 
how are you keeping them engaged? How are you keeping your, your, your young people engaged? Yeah, it's a really good point. And actually, Generation have been really great um, on this. They've created a, an extensive engagement plan. So really detailed engagement plan of how to, to keep working with those young people in the run-up to the, to, um, the programme start. So just a few examples. Um, the staff, so our staff from Prince's Trust and Generation have been creating video content um, about themselves um, to, to help kind of build those relationships and maintain those relationships with the cohort um, so they can help you know get to know one another a little bit more. Um, they're also um, that we've also got session online sessions um, to um, to engage with them to start introducing some of the key content so not to kind of repeat content but just to um, kind of prepare them and give them some short tasks um, and essential reading that they can do to get them up to speed so that they can um, help it, you know, improve their knowledge before the cohort um, actually start um, but we've got quite a detailed plan um, which is kicking off over the next couple of weeks to keep them engaged but we've been really impressed um, with actually the, the, the level of understanding and engagement of the young people, um, you know, despite the current situation and, and, you know, they're still really excited to start the programme. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. And I think it's so important. And I know how many, how many people, young people you had that were interested in getting on that programme. And I think what the numbers were, 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 were excessive, weren't they? <laughs> they were we had we had over 250 expressions of interest for that program um and 85 attended a taste a day which is 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 impressive um you know we would ordinarily expect you know 40 maybe on a on a typical taste a day so we had 85 um 50 were invited to interview uh, with 25 coming on to programme. So they've gone through quite a process to get to where they are and really shown their commitment. So, so actually it's not a surprise that they're still, still as engaged with us as they were, uh, you know, uh, in March. They've been brilliant actually. Um, the young people that we've had and we're always impressed with sort of um, how creative they are and how capable they are. Uh, and we know that they've got the, the capability to go into the workplace and do a great job. Uh, they may not realise that, may not realise it at the moment and may not know sort of how to work their way around the sort of interview system and, and the world of work. So, so, so we sort of really come in as the sort of middle person where we've got employers saying that um, they're short of young people with the skills and our, our young people are saying that I've got the skills but I can't get an opportunity so we're sort of bridging that gap by doing this brilliant range of programs some very exciting things going on um, in the world of technology and digital and and we're really pleased and proud to be part of this uh, and it's come it's come at a great time actually amongst all the the chaos that's going on at the moment where we've sort of moved very quickly to, to a virtual delivery uh, and working out how to do these things, you know, with our young people at the time. So, so, so we're there, you know, for, for young people. The, the other exciting things that we've got going on, and the beauty of doing it virtually is that we can we can get some of our staff mobilised across the region to do programmes. Uh, but we've got um, some programmes with film coming on very soon, so get started with film production. Uh, we've got to get started with, with nail art and some beauty going on as well. They're, they're all online. 
uh, as well as the sort of um, traditional coding and programming uh, programs. And we've got digital music as well, uh, which is um, always very attractive. Uh, so the world of sort of techno DJ music production, uh, uh, you know, which is good. I might actually go on that one myself, Dan. <laughs> so, so, so lots of exciting things happening uh, yeah. in our world. But what we do need uh, constantly is um, is the referrals that you mentioned before, but uh, for, for young people coming into us, because we know there's a lot of young people out there that, that do need our help and support, uh, but also the network of employers as well. So if, if, we, if there's anybody listening that knows um, uh, of employment opportunities with friends, colleagues, uh, business across the area uh, that are recruiting in this sector that might have traditionally gone to an agency to, to recruit, but you want to give a, young, a local young person a chance and, uh, to stand up and show, show what they're made of, um, then do get in touch with us because uh, we'd be really happy to talk to you. Uh, about how it works and how we support the young person in the workplace and, and help you get through that. You touched on um, employers, which I think is a very fitting um, talking point. Um, in terms of the way you get buy-in from your employers, um, typically, here's, here's, uh, here's my first question. How are you engaging, oh sorry, what percentage of people and employers I'm talking about here are you are corporates and what percentage are maybe small to medium size? Where do you think you get the most success? Uh, that's a good question and um, it's quite mixed actually. We do a lot of work with some of the larger corporates uh, but we also work with the sort of uh, small partnerships and sole traders uh, as well and we have quite a few of them that work as our delivery partners delivering the materials uh, and employing some of the local young people as well. Um, the, so, so we're really open to talking to anyone. Is um, I wouldn't say that either of them is more successful than the other. A lot of it just depends on the relationship that the young person builds with their employer uh, and with our support. And we sort of help out in sort of setting expectations with the employer at the start. And, and this might happen. And this is where we can come in and help you. Uh, and we suggest that you do this type of thing with them. But, but uh, I mean, usually the young people, you know, are really good uh, and highly capable and creative. Um, it's, it's quite often just the opportunity that they need, really. Um, and, and then they build a relationship with the employer. And, and um, you learn an awful lot uh, about yourself when, you, when you're working with some of our young people, um, you know, because typically they, they, they may have struggled somewhere along the way uh and uh, might be lacking in confidence may not have been to university and got an education quite up to the standard you know that that that, that some of the employers would expect and you're dealing with with people from from some sometimes uh, a bit more troubled backgrounds so it's really interesting you learn a lot about yourself and, and coping and managing different people yeah. yeah, and just to add on to that, I think that's why it's so important for us to engage with employers, um, actually, to, to help um, bridge that gap between the young people and, and potential employers. A lot of the young people we work with actually struggle to sell themselves, um, and, and they undersell themselves a lot. So a lot of the work that we do is to try and help them understand how to, to, to show the skills and experiences that they have got, um, and, 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 we, and give them an opportunity to, to demonstrate that to a potential employer so that's where I think our role is really important. 
Yeah, I think that I think what you're probably doing in terms of that whole pastoral care and, and the employability, mm. you know, you add that and then you bring you brought in a, obviously a couple of external providers for some of those initiatives. It's obviously a perfect balance because you're not having to be a, a sort of master of all. You can or jack jack of all trades if you like. You can really balance out how you delegate in in a way. If, I, if I'm right. Mm. Yeah, very much so. Um, you rise and it's the, it is the the pastoral support and we use our volunteer network um, you know we've got a fantastic uh, cohort of volunteers with with a lot of different skills and experience life experience uh, that, that we can that we can draw upon you know to help and again it's all down to the relationship that they build with the young person um, but a, a super opportunity anybody that's listening again you know that um, has got a bit of time on their hands at the moment uh, and wants to give back to the local community, uh, then do get in touch because we're, we're constantly looking for for more. Well, we call them mentors, uh, so volunteers, you know, to help out with our young people and, and make a real change to a young person's life. Yeah. So, obviously, you guys have been doing a lot more enterprise digital technology uh, initiatives, to, um, getting more young people into them. What? And how, what, what, what would you like to see from the tech scene in, in, in the West Midlands? How, how do you see it un, unfolding and what's your impressions of it now? And, and, and what blueprint do you think the young people have got in terms of stepping into it? Yeah, um, I, I tell you what, I'll, go, I, I'll, I'll just give a couple of ideas and, and then Rose, I'm sure you've probably got some as well. Uh, I, I think the first thing that struck me when we started looking at this is, is where's, where's the tech hub, uh, you know, in the Midlands? Uh, where do people go? Um, and that's something that, that you've done really well, Dan, actually, in creating this, uh, this space for people. Uh, and, and, and there's a few others now that have come up as well. And um, so, so where, where, where anybody that's interested in the tech sector, where do they go you know, across the Midlands? Uh, I, I think um, uh, up until recently, that piece has been missing. Um, and then for young people, uh, it, it's just it's filling that that digital skills gap that, that there is across the employment market where we know that um, there's a lot of uh, interest in the sector both employers and from young people uh, and it's I, I feel it's our job just to make sure that young people can get the best out of the technology and understand that it's um, what good it can do actually uh, in terms of education and working uh, and how they can make it work better for themselves. So, so I'd like to see people come, I'd like to see employers coming to us uh, and um, getting involved in our programs, coming to the celebrations, uh, that, that many of them will be on teams over the coming, over the coming months, um, and meeting with some of the young people uh, and then engaging with them in, in the workforce. It's mindset though, isn't it? I think, you know, a lot yeah. of employers need to change their mindset um, well, then that's one of the, the reasons I, I wanted to do this podcast series. I just wanted to celebrate and promote what you guys do, of course. But I think that we have a duty. Uh, similarly, you, you will have a duty to your young people. But we have a duty to young people in, in, you know, in, in, in itself, because if we don't embrace and we don't empower them in the right way, then we are going to have an actual problem. Um, this uh. is, a lot of people are, are talking about billions of pounds are going to be lost. But actually, you know, all I hear is reactive, um, you know, reactive steps. No one's being proactive. Um, and, and I take that back, actually, you guys have been proactive. But what I mean is that, you know, a lot of the solutions to the digital skills gap 
are very much uh, well let's just uh, try and just hire as many grads as possible and you know and, and the reality is is that you're missing out I um, mean I did a podcast with uh, Mick Westman from Digital yeah. uh, yeah. months ago and he spoke about how 48% I didn't even realize it was that big 48% not and this young people do not go through traditional routes such as university um, so so what's happening to that 48% and it's people like you guys that are actually yeah. that 48% um, and that in itself needs to be promoted because you know we are as, as, a, as, a, as a country one of the biggest um, tech economies um, and, we, and, and without young people now we are going to have a problem um, so um, I'd just like to say thank you for what you guys are doing first of all because without you guys obviously we are going to be missing out on, on potential talent yeah thanks dan thank you uh, a lot of work still to do uh, you know for us certainly in this area um, and we look forward to it you know it's, it's a challenge uh, and uh, we, we've got an ambition over the next three years uh, working with in, in the west midlands particularly uh, with the west midlands combined authority and, and some local partners as well as the the corporate guys um, you know, to fill that gap and, and make sure that we give the young people the best opportunity that they can. Yeah. What about you, Rose? Um, what, what's your, your sort of take on, on how you see it unfolding? Because this is obviously, this relatively new, this particular role for you, isn't it? Yeah, so pick pick this up in, in December. So yeah, still still pretty new. Um, I, I, one thing, not not what I want, but one thing I've been impressed with is is actually the sense of community with with all the different providers in Birmingham, um, and obviously that is helped by yourself, Dan, bringing bringing a lot of people together. So really do appreciate um, that as well. But I think kind of going back to the thing about non conventional routes into roles for me is a real area of interest. So for us, obviously, we work with a lot of young people that don't go through the conventional routes, and that's where our you know what our work is all about really um and i think it's just working with employers what i want to see is is more work with employers giving them confidence to work with and, and employ young people who haven't gone through the traditional route of university supporting those young people to upskill um and and potentially train where where needed um but giving them giving them the opportunity i think and i if we can engage with them more to to you know like Darry mentioned to come and meet with our young people to see what what fantastic skills they can offer if they're given the opportunity yeah. um i think one of the biggest barriers is that, that a lot of um a lot of the job applications are quite intimidating to a lot of young people and i think actually if we can put the employers in front of the the young people and actually remove that barrier and this is what we're really looking for and this is what it means have the confidence to go for it and apply then mm -hmm. then together we can help to actually fill fill those roles so for me that would be a, an aspiration is just to to engage with more employers and and, and for us to, i think this is more of a collective effort i don't think this is just some think that the Prince's Trust needs to do you know I think a lot of the other providers of, of digital skills programs um, across across the region um, no doubt would are experiencing these issues and I think this is something we could we could tackle as a collective yeah I, I, I don't think I've really totally spoken about it much on, on on our previous podcast but I know that obviously you guys had some insight into it and I know you're going to be quite you know pivotal in, in setting it up 
But one thing I really am going to push as soon as we're able to um, is obviously do that event where we can get as many employees together um, and give you guys a chance to showcase what 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 you what you've achieved and what you what you're doing at the moment. Have you guys got any case studies, for example, of students that perhaps have have gone through any cohort cohorts previously that have gone through the programs? And, and yeah, definitely, and it's something that um, we're really keen to gather actually um, uh, and showcase our work. Uh, but there is um, there's one particular young person. Uh, and um, who did an Amazon Web Services program with us uh, probably about two years ago now, actually. And I met her at the celebration event, Mariam, and she won't mind me saying that, uh, but she stood up and spoke about agile working uh, and working with daily sprints and, this, uh, and using uh, Microsoft Teams and planners. And I thought this is brilliant, actually. She, she grabbed the basics really well. I spoke to Mariam and um, I said, what are you doing next week? Uh, come and see me. Uh, and um, so she came into the office and, and uh, we signed her up as a volunteer. And, and then after a few months, um, she, she was offered a position uh, working for us. Uh, so she helped me out with our Princess Trust online offer at the time uh, in sort of managing a large number of people uh, doing enterprise online. Uh, and now works part time with us actually. So, so, so she she had a great experience, did really well, and um, uh, it doesn't it doesn't work out for everyone. Dan, that they come and get come and volunteer and get a job for us, uh, but she made the most of the opportunity. You know, in front of a few people that that could make a bit of a difference. Mm. What um what are young people like when they first come into your into your doors? What you know? What sort of mix of people have you have you got? Because I think it's really important that you know a lot of young people, when they've had a setback, are you know they, they're going to be a little bit low in confidence, self-esteem, uh, they're going to lack belief. What what can you guys talk to, to or to tell the many um, of, of of what or, and why it's okay? Yeah, I mean. I, you, you know, the confidence is something we've talked about quite a lot already, and that definitely is one of the, the, the common themes amongst a lot of, the, not all, but a, a lot of the young people that do come um, through our doors um, or, or through our MS teams now. Um, and, and, and it really is the role of, of the executive, particularly when we're working with delivery partners, that pastoral role is all about, you know, and getting to know the young person, what are their goals and aspirations, coming up with um, an action plan, you know, grow model type scenarios and, and, and actually supporting them and building them up step by step and, 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 hope, and just, you know, getting them to realise that they can achieve their goals and that's, that's our passion and that's what a lot of our staff um, are working with the young people on is, is to build up that self-belief and self-confidence and we do a lot of that through um, obviously the, the programmes themselves so actually upskilling them, giving them, you know, greater knowledge of a particular area, regular one-to-one -one support um, as well um, but supporting them with motivations as well, you know, setting them regular targets and making them accountable for those in a sense you know and and and, and pushing them along to to help reach their goals so i'd say confidence and, and and motivation sometimes um can be can be issues with some of the young people we work with yeah i've always felt since we've been working with a lot of the schools and even universities and colleges you know i i, I do struggle sometimes to you know, to understand sometimes how how they do get left 
not behind, but sometimes segregated. Um, and I do appreciate that teachers and they, they don't have as much resource to, to obviously understand everyone's aspirations. But I feel, you know, regardless of who you are, a leader, uh, you know, a manager, um, a teacher, a friend, I, I do feel like we have all have a duty to young people to understand what, what their aspirations are and how we can get them to where perhaps not they don't realise where they want to be, but how we can get them on the ladder to, to get on that. And I do appreciate that. So that, that is yeah. it. Well, for a lot of the young people that we work with, they, they struggle with the traditional education system. They might not have got the qualifica basic qualifications um, first time round. And, you know, maybe they haven't been asked until they, they come to us, well, what do you want to do? Um, it, it's just, you know, they, these are the hoops they've got to get through and these are the qualifications they need to achieve. But that's where our starting point is, well, what are you interested in? What do you like to do? okay how are we going to get you there and that's that's how we work with the young people um you know saying that we do work with graduates so th there is a you know a, every young person is unique and they're all very different so for us it's all about getting to know where they're at when they come to us yeah absolutely so what's the bigger picture for the prince's trust what, where where it goes you did touch on digital music which i know you sound like you're keen on on, on doing a bit part-time dowry but what? <laughs> uh, what, what's, the, what, what's the future hold? Yeah, uh, the, the, the future is continue with our virtual delivery over the next few months uh, and absolutely build up the content of material and we're here for young people, anybody that needs our help and support. Uh, as I said at the start, you know, from 11 year olds into education uh, and then uh, 16 to 30, those that want to go on a programme uh, to help themselves or start up their own business. Uh, so we're very much open uh, and and uh, reacting uh, really well to the current situation and changed our delivery model very quickly. Um, so, so so anybody that needs support, come and speak to us. Uh, and the, the, the longer term future uh, will be a bit of a mix of face-to-face uh, -face delivery uh, and continuing the virtual delivery as well uh, and working with some great partners you know across the midlands uh, uh, and um, using our volunteers as well you know to, to maximum effect yep. um, something something that we have recently started uh, is something called a, a young um, a young person uh, relief fund Relief to donate if people can't give time, but they want to. Dowie, Dowie, you just broke up there. So just start, start, start again. So one thing you've started that that line. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, one one thing that we have started recently is the Young Person Relief Fund, uh, which is um, an, an internal mechanism for for people to donate to us so if they if they can't give time to us. Uh, or employability options, uh, but they want to donate some money towards supporting a young person. Um, it's surprising what what a small amount of money can, what a big difference that can make actually, you know, to the life of a young person uh, in terms of funding them on a program and into work. Um, so if, again, if anybody wants to know more about that, then do get in touch. Uh, yeah. but, but the future's looking great and um, we're excited about the different range of programs that we've got and making a real difference, you know, across the Midlands. Uh, especially in the in the digital world. Yep. Um, so here's your chance. 
talk to us about what you need and uh, how people can support you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we, we, we definitely want we're reaching out to young people and we need referrers uh, to come to us so we want uh, new young people to come to the trust uh, and uh, we'll welcome you in and we'll find the right thing for you uh, we, we need employers to come to us uh, with their employment opportunities the job opportunities whether it's apprenticeships uh, training uh, and and real jobs uh, so, so do come to us and, and, and we can help you out with the, with your, with the employment opportunities. Uh, we need volunteers all the time to come to us and uh, those people that want to mentor one or two individuals uh, and work with them by phone call and MS Teams at the moment uh, and, and help that young person make a real big difference. Um, and, then, and then as always, uh, uh, funding opportunities. We're looking for people to use the trust you know, for sponsorship uh, and, and any activities that they're doing where they're looking for someone uh, in a, that, that can be the backing, um, then again, let us know and, and personal donations uh, always make such a big difference to the lives of the young person. Yeah. Rose, anything you want to, uh, to, to, to add and ask for? Only one, one small thing just on the back of the volunteers, um, ask their mentors like Dowie has said are, are key and really important but any any volunteers with particular um, IT backgrounds that might want to either act as an inspirational speaker for our young people um, offer some support with employability sessions um, applying for jobs applications within within um, digital skills um, or even to to deliver some some content you know so we're always looking at exploring new new ideas and ways of improving our offer of, of our programs to young people so happy to always uh, engage in conversations um, with volunteers around delivering um, particular uh, sessions um, specifically around the google it support certificate um, we're keen to speak to anyone that would be interested in supporting on that program yeah um, and I'll um, yeah I'll happily put a shout out for you on those if, if uh, IT professionals. Um, so just you know, perhaps after after we finish on this, let me know what what it is you, you might be looking for, uh, whatever that might look like. Um, but yeah, guys, is there anything else you wanna you wanna add? Uh, uh, thanks for your time, Dan. Uh, enjoyed this podcast. It's the first first for me, uh, and I think for you, Rose, as well. It is, yeah, first time. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so we enjoyed this one, Dan. Thank you. Uh, no, no. And if uh, anyone that wants to get in touch, then um, either via yourself, Dan, or uh, direct message me. Uh, you'll find me on LinkedIn as well, and Rose, um, uh, or through our website. Yeah. Is there a? Uh, I don't know if you want to give out your uh, your LinkedIn uh, names that they can search for. Yeah. Sure. Um, you, well, if you put in the search, uh, so Dewi. D-E-W-I, uh, Pritchard Jones, P-R-I-C-H-A-R-D on there. So you'll, you'll find me find me on there. And then Rose? Yeah, just Rose Griffin, so that's G-R-I-F-F-I-N. Are you checking your surname spelling? No, I just wondered if there was a special, like, <laughs> if there's like a special tag or something, I don't know. Is there a special tag? No, no, no. That's the. No, it's just that Rose Griffin. <laughs> I'll put out a mention to you guys anyway. Um, so it, it hopefully makes it a little bit more streamlined and easier to find you. Um, but
but I'd just like to take the opportunity to thank you once again. Um, if there's anything I can do to help uh, as a um, volunteer for any of your employability piece or um, anything you need over the next uh, few months, just give me a shout. Uh, shout out, obviously, um, I'm in the same boat everyone else is. And actually, funnily enough, yeah, we're busier than ever, but got a lot more free time. Um, so we, we can obviously help you. Well, one thing we are looking at, Dan, is, is video, creating video content to support our programme. So if you wanted to do a, a small video snippet around um, applying for jobs in the IT or digital skills sector, um, then that would be great. Be interested in picking up that conversation with you. Yeah, please. Yeah, follow, follow up. I think that that sounds that sounds good. It's, um, I don't think I've released many videos on LinkedIn recently, um, so uh, yeah, no, we'll, uh, yeah, I'll happily help with that. Um, so, guys, thank you very much. Um, I'll speak to you both very very soon, um, and, and thank you for for being a guest. Thank you, uh, Dan. Dan. Thank you.